You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. Hello and welcome to another edition of Play Me or Feed Me. And thank you for joining us as always. Well, that was a thrilling break-even day. I didn't make any money. I didn't lose any money. Let's recap the card for Sunday. I had three easy winners on Xavier, UConn, and Creighton, all from the Big East. They made me sweat it out a little bit, but all three teams won by multiple possessions, so it wasn't a nail-biter. My fourth winner of the night was a nail-biter. It was an emotional roller coaster ride. It was a sweat fest until the end. I had TCU plus the four and a half against Gonzaga. TCU has the halftime lead, felt good about things. But then in the second half, the Zags blitzed him, got a nice comfortable lead, and I thought I was duck soup. But then in the final minutes, TCU kept battling and chipping away, ultimately hitting a shot in the closing seconds to get within four. Jamie Dixon's waving his arms, don't foul, don't foul. Well, down four, getting plus four and a half. I think I have a winner. Whistle blows. A foul is called with 0.7 seconds to go. Then the Zags hit two free throws, so I'm down and depressed. But then the Horn Frogs inbounds the basketball. It rolls past the timeline, picks it up, heaves it up, and the three-pointer is good. I lose by three and get to cash my plus four-and-a-half ticket. All season long, I've lost on so many meaningless threes. It was very nice to get one of those to go my way on Sunday night. Feel bad for anybody that had the Zags, though. Sorry about that. Then my losers on the day. I'm kicking myself over every single wager. Kentucky minus two and a half against Kansas State. I said the numbers said to play K-State. K-State was the three seed. They were the more consistent basketball team. They were from the best conference in all of the land during the regular season. I backed Kentucky, and I paid the price. Then I played Marquette minus the two and a half. I'd probably do this one again tomorrow. I'm not kicking myself for this play. Tom Izzo and Michigan State played a great basketball game. I tip my cap to the master. He beat me yet again. The Izzo factor is still real. Then I don't know what I was doing here. I played FAU minus the 15 against FDU. Well, my entire family is cheering for Fairleigh Dickinson. My... I felt like the nation was cheering for Fairleigh Dickinson. I felt like a bad guy. I felt like I bet against Santa Claus by playing Florida Atlantic. So in the second half, when my bet was duck soup, I started cheering for the Knights of FDU. Yeah, FAU advances to the Sweet 16, but needless to say, I don't cover the 15. Then I backed Indiana, minus the one and a half against Miami. These are two teams that I said had Final Four talent. I've liked Miami all season long. I shouldn't have strayed away at the end here. I paid the price as Indiana lays an egg in the second half and Miami advances to the Sweet 16. So I go four and four on the day. And for the second consecutive day on Better Edge, 100% of the bets were filled. Most of them actually filled within an hour. So if you're out there betting on Better Edge, thank you for all the action. It's great to see the site have so many wagers currently. It's been a lot of fun here the last couple of days. And even though I started the tournament terrible, 
in the first round, going three and 13 on Thursday. The last three days, I went eight and eight on Friday. I go five and three on Saturday, four and four on Sunday. Because I'm on better edge, I don't lose the juice. I'm actually up over the last three days, so I feel somewhat positive. Then those first half unders, they go four, three, and one on Sunday. I could have once again got a couple more home, a couple nail biters right to the end. That's how those unders are going to go. We are now 27, 23, and two year to date. That's a 54% win percentage. We did 58.1% of the conference tournaments. Both are still profitable. We have 15 games to go in the big dance. So hopefully we can up that mark just a little bit more down the stretch. But no matter what, that angle of not even having to handicap the games is doing much better than me spending hours and hours trying to handicap the big dance. My sides, once again, for the tournament are 20, 31, and 1. Yeah, I have been terrible so far, but 15 games to go. There's still a chip and a chair and a chance for me to get back to 500. We'll see how it finishes up. Then a quick update on my future bets. I have eight bets that I did place. In the South, I have one ticket remaining. That's on Alabama to advance to the Final Four to plus 170. Of course, I had Arizona there plus the 425. That was eliminated. In the East, I still have one ticket left. That's Kansas State plus the 1,000. The Wildcats are a one-point dog against Michigan State, but if they can pull that off, I should have a wonderful hedge opportunity there with the Wildcats of K-State. The two tickets I had eliminated in that region, I had Duke plus the 800 and Kentucky plus the 1200. Uh, Yes, I don't know what I was doing there, but uh, I thought that'd be a wild region. K-State's still in play, and I think it can make profit in the East if they can just get past Tom Izzo and Michigan State. In the West, I singled UConn, the only future I placed, plus the 400. If they beat Arkansas, I should have a hedge opportunity there in the Elite Eight. No tickets eliminated since UConn was my only play in the West. In the Midwest, both of my tickets are still alive. I had Texas plus the 300, Xavier plus the 700. They play each other in the Sweet 16, so I'm guaranteed at least one team in the Elite Eight. I'm hoping that Xavier will win, so I get a little better hedge opportunity there. So out of the eight bets I placed, I'm still alive in all four regions, three teams eliminated, and five still in action. But now let's get to the card for Monday, and I'm going to play the CBI in Delray Beach, Florida. Quarterfinal action, four consecutive games. Starts in the morning in most of the time zones and goes into the evening. Some of these teams played on Saturday. The other half played on Sunday. So you do have a little bit of an edge there, maybe with the day of rest versus the non-day of rest. And a fun fact here as well, good competitive games so far. Three of the four games on Sunday actually went to overtime. So let's get to the card. It We start with Indiana State, minus the five and a half over Eastern Kentucky. So Eastern Kentucky outscored Cleveland State 17 to 1 in overtime yesterday. 17 to 1 in OT. You don't see that, that all the time. They actually trailed by as many as 13 in the game. And I believe they were down nine points with under five minutes to go, if I read right. Indiana State played on Saturday. So they have the extra day arrest. They had turnover issues, though. They trailed by nine at one point. They ended up winning the game by five. Eastern Kentucky comes from the Ohio Valley Conference. Former OVC teams, Murray State and Belmont, actually moved to the Missouri Valley Conference with Indiana State this season. So you might see some familiarity and style of play. Indiana State actually went two and three against those former OVC teams this year. The Sycamores, well, they live and die by the three. I think this is a favorable matchup for them to get some separation. 
Of course, I'm going to back the team from the Missouri Valley Conference. So give me the Sycamores of Indiana State, minus the five and a half over Eastern Kentucky. Quarterfinal number two, I'm going to take Rice, plus the six and a half over Southern Utah. Southern Utah beat North Alabama by 22 on Saturday after being tied at halftime, so they also have the extra day of rest here. The Thunderbird shot just 37% in that game, but they held North Alabama to 29% shooting. Rice upset Duquesne as a seven-point underdog thanks to 57% shooting from the field. So I would typically back the team that underperformed versus the team that overperformed, but I'm not going to do that today. Rice was good enough this year to take Texas to overtime. They played one of their best games of the year on Sunday. Southern Utah's offense scares me, but I'm getting six and a half. It's too tempting to pass up, so I'm going to take it. I'm taking Rice plus the six and a half over Southern Utah. Next up on the card, it's quarterfinal number three. And I'm going to play San Jose State minus the six and a half over Radford. So San Jose State wasted no time putting away their opponent on Saturday. They were up 18 at halftime, and they cruised to a 25-point dominating win thanks to 50 rebounds. Radford upset Tarleton in overtime thanks to shooting over 53% for the game, including hitting 7 of 15 from beyond the arc. Radford lost 14 games during the season, but they played some tournament teams tough. They lost to Marquette by 10. They lost to VCU by eight and Kansas State by eight. But the Spartans are in this tournament to win it. Tim Miles and company beat three tournament teams this season. They have the extra day of rest. I expect the Spartans to have another nice effort on Monday. I'm going to lie the six and a half with San Jose State over Ranford. Then the final quarterfinal matchup is Milwaukee plus the six over Charlotte. So Charlotte trailed much of the game. They were down 11 and a half time before storming back for the nine-point win over Western Carolina. The 49ers shot just 39% from the field, but they outscored Western Carolina 17-3 at the line. Meanwhile, Milwaukee won a shootout, 87-83 in overtime over Stetson on Sunday. They won as an underdog. The Panthers also struggled from the field, shooting just 38%, but they got the job done thanks to going 26 of 30 at the line. Milwaukee won a lot of basketball games this year. Getting six is just too good to be true, so I'm going to do it. I'm going to take the Panthers plus the six over Charlotte. So let's recap your card for a Monday in the CBI. Yes, four college basketball games still on the docket for us. I'm on Indiana State minus the five and a half over Eastern Kentucky. I'm going to take Rice plus the six and a half over Southern Utah. I'm going to play San Jose State minus the six and a half over Radford. And I'm on Milwaukee plus the six over Charlotte. So that's your card for Monday. As always, manage that bankroll. Don't chase money. Have fun. And let's cash some tickets together. Good luck, everyone. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.